Well, what is up, <clears throat> guys? My my voice got scratchy. It is the Slinging Stones podcast, brought to you by the Thrive Ministries. Hey, now that's Luke. Yeah, Luke, how you doing, buddy? Uh, man, I'm. Uh, you want me to lie? Or? <laughs> no, I want you to be positive. I'm positive that I'm here because I know my elbow hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Episode forty-one. Is it? 41. 41. 41. Luke got tennis elbow doing too many podcasts. Yeah, right. <laughs> Flipping them pages. Flipping them pages. Flipping um, them pages. So last episode was fun. Um, really just uh, it's a pretty good conversation. Nobody told us we were wrong on anything. No. Um, Dude, quit. I just yawned. <laughs> it's um, like you've coughed and yawned and. What other body functions are we going to bring to the podcast today? I just did eat hot dogs. <laughs> That's so nasty. So, um, no, so we, I mean, had some encouraging, uh, had an encouraging phone call. You know, not going to, you know, mention name because I don't know if I got permission to mention his name, but he gave me an encouraging phone call. He's been listening. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, the listenership seems to be coming, going up. So we're still Either in the that 20s. Or somebody's got us on repeat. That's right. It's probably Mitsubishi. He's got, He's us, got us on repeat. repeat. <laughs> he got us on repeat. He's um, force feeding us to his people he, at work. He's force feeding us. So for all those who don't know Mitsubishi, it's. As for Andy, he spent that break hunkered in the shade. The largest man in our church. The largest man in our church. We call him Mitsubishi because every time he walks by, <laughs> he causes an eclipse. So, um, but no, um, we do appreciate all the people that's listening, everybody that's, uh, you know, staying kind of, I guess, uh, loyal to it. You, you know who I hadn't heard from in a while? Who's that? The Lawnmower Man. Uh, you know, I, I'm pro- we're probably going to see him in a couple weeks on the 22nd. We'll see him at the cornhole tournament. Don't you threaten me with a good time? Hey, he'll be at the cornhole tournament. Um, but no, we uh, we appreciate the, kind of the loyalty that of the listeners. Um, you know, every now and again, I'll get a listener going. I'm I'm binging. I'm 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 binge listening. Um, so we definitely appreciate it. So before we get started and kind of dive right back into Romans, a um, couple things we've got a few kind of events coming up. So um, we've got. On April 22nd, we've got um, Redemption Church and Liberty Baptist Church in Chelsea is having a cornhole tournament. Um, this is going to be across from Liberty Baptist Church uh, behind the Chelsea Community, Community Center in the Splash Pad parking lot. They've built a splash pad. See, I'm just excited that I know they got a splash pad. Yeah, so it's going to be from 8 to 12 in the morning. April 22nd, there's food and drinks going to be there. It's $20 to put your cornhole team in. Like midnight? No. You said 12 in the morning? In the morning. No, 8 in the morning to 12 oh, noon. Okay. Well, you know, it happens twice a day. Oh, I'm sorry. My I, was, bad. I could have been 50%. So, yeah. um, but Luke and I will be there. We will be playing. We will be wearing our Thrive shirts. Yes. Playing some cornhole yes. as Team Getting Thrive. Absolutely. We are guaranteeing a last place finish. Yes. Um, so that's probably going to happen. We'll probably, you know, the bad thing is, I'm just going to say this right here. We are probably going to get the first initial. It's going to be like the March Madness stuff. Like, we're going to get put up, like, as the number 16 seed and go up against, like, Greg and Ray. Right. And they're, like, champions Ringers. of everything. Oh, yeah. Just, Ringers. You know, it, we might as well just throw the beanbags at their face. I mean, I'm going to. I'm gonna be trying some Jordan trick shots. And oh, absolutely! Tongue wagging out. <clears throat> so we got that. So that's that's gonna be a really fun event. Uh, hey, question. Yes. Can you block? You know, playing cornhole. Can you say get that? No, out of here? no, no, no. You can't, can't block. No. Crap. It's like extreme cornhole. Crap. Yeah. It's not like full contact. No, you can't do that. Dang it! But with your elbow, I don't think you want full contact right now. No, not right now. So you'll go slap a beanbag <laughs> and go to crying like a girl. <laughs> not right now. Um, but. Also, this is kind of a new one. We didn't promote this last time, but also <clears throat> on the uh, 25th. Hang on, I'm pulling it up, guys. Is it, I, is it the mixer? Yes, it's the mixer. The mixer. Um, so check this out. So on the 25th of April from 6 to 7.30 p.m., uh, that's on a Tuesday, 
um, God Did It Ministries is having a volunteer mixer. And so what this is is just um, it's just a mixer, and it does not have alcohol. So it's just to get together with food and kind of good times. Um, but it is just a thing. It's a it's an event to learn about how to volunteer for God Did It Ministries. Um, going to talk about the mission, the values, and the upcoming events from there. Um, and it's going to be from 6 to 7.30 on April 25th at Video Visions, and that's at 205 Buck Creek Plaza, Suite A. And it's going to be a good time. I'll be there. Um, it, it, I don't know if Luke's going to be able to make it. He's back in the mowing season. So yeah. um, I'll be there uh, because I've been blessed enough for Mr. Sanchez to put me on the board. Sanchez. Old Sanchez. So um, that's going to be a good time. So if you want, if you feel like, you know, you're looking for a ministry to get involved with, to get on like the uh, field team, uh, come, come, come by. There's, there's always a spot. I think, um, I think you can find a place. They do a bunch of events every year. Um, Sanchez is a big deal. Hey, if you don't know Sanchez, you don't you, know nobody. You don't know nobody. You don't know nobody. I mean, if you want to, if you want to be in the in crowd in Pelham and Alabaster, you have to be absolutely bros with Sanchez. Absolutely. What's your problem? Why don't you know him? I mean, so he's um, sort of a big deal. So, but yeah, God did it ministry. So there's some exciting news. I think Sanchez is working on some, some exciting things. Um, but uh, really excited about that and just seeing what, uh, where God's directing that ministry and where God's directing, you know, us as the leadership of that ministry. I just hope, I just hope that Sanchez doesn't forget about the, you know, he and I and our time at Starbucks when he blows up big. You go to Starbucks? Just once. I've been once. He he wanted to go. It's like it's one of those. It was a rainy day. It really was. I'm a rainy severely day. disappointed in you. I don't know. I had some little fruity drink and uh, and some yeah, you did cake, some little yeah, cake. you did at it Starbucks. Was, it was delicious. Was it bunt cake? No, it wasn't a bunt cake. It was some lemon or no, it was an apple thing. Probably had poppy seed in it. No, no, yeah, you, it had probably apple. had it sesame was, seeds. You probably was, gonna fail a drug test. It was apple. I did yeah. look <laughs> when I had when I when I ate the 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 pastry and drank the drink i did not have to hold my little finger out it was you know it was a fruit drink cup of tea governor yeah top of the day well you know it's, it's i called him and i was like hey dude i'm in town i got some time to kill and, and he's and, like swing by pick me up we'll go to starbucks no i'd have been like let's go to champies let's go to chub fathers i didn't have that uh, much time let's do a basket of fries and some sweet teas i mean i didn't have that much time no, that's I had about 45 minutes to kill 45 minutes man that's that's God, what do you do? Not in the middle of the afternoon. You, you can't. You, you can't go to Champies. You and go, go to chicken then finger basket. Then you go to Dairy minutes. Queen and you knock out a blizzard. Well, I can't deny that. That's you know. I mean, that's on me. Forty-five minutes is enough time to kill a massive blizzard. But when Sanchez Tannehill, the one and only Sanchez Tannehill, gives you his home address and says, "Swing by and scoop me up." Luke, I was starstruck. Luke, Luke, Luke just said, I, "I get to be seen with a local celebrity." <laughs> And you know we walked in. You remember? You remember the old sitcom Cheers? Oh yeah, they when knew Norm walked in. They had in. to have known him. Sanchez, I'm oh, like, dude, yeah. so you come here a lot? Yeah. He's so, like, I, I come here a couple times a week. <laughs> yeah, so Sanchez has got a lot going on. It's good times. Um, so just you know, come the 25th. Uh, we'll put. Uh, you'll you'll you've seen that thrive. We're sharing it um, on our page. We're promoting it um, just to support, like we told you we do for men's for men's ministries and ministries around we want to support promote encourage and uh just help develop as best way we can so oh, yeah. and you know fair warning you can't be in a crabby or crappy mood around sanchez absolutely not i mean it's not gonna happen absolutely not i've been to a hockey game with him well we went to that um board vision that was interesting i tell you what two grown men cutting out of home cooking magazine yeah that's scary. Vanity Fair. That's scary. So, all right. <laughs> so we have the cornhole tournament. We have the uh, the mixer, and then sometime, I guess, in June, we don't know for certain yet the date, but sometime in June they're going to have a uh, another men's event at the um, at the old cultivate. Dude, I'm looking forward to the food. Then people know how to eat. Yeah. Cultivate yeah. knows how to cultivate your appetite. But, I mean, to be honest with you, Luke, just, just think about it. Even if they didn't have food, we know how to find food. That's true. We know how to eat. 
Yes. Especially me. Yes. Yes, it's I don't know. I just I just witnessed you with hot dogs and and it's disappointing when you walk into your one of your best friend's houses and he's eating fish bait. I mean, hot dogs are decent. No, they're really not. They're decent. I mean, if there was a zombie apocalypse, I would be all on board. My wife's best recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, I've been getting trouble for that one. Look, look. I hope I hope we have one less listener and that's her on this episode. Andy at the Thrive Ministry (laughs) dot dot com. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I guess we need to get into some Bible reading. Golly, before before Jenny Lynn comes in there and turns into Jenny on the block, you're going to get cut. Oh, maybe so. She's going to tell Miss Penny, and you're going to get cut. That's fine. I can take that. You can get cut. Um, All right. So tonight, uh, we're going to dive back into Romans. Okay. So I'm going to say this, and it's probably not even ever going to work out like this. So what month are we in? April? Yes. Okay. I had to think about it. So what 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 I would uh, we're going to try to do is we are going to try to by Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, be in chapter six. No, we're going to push through Romans. Absolutely. How many podcasts are we going to release a week? No, 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 no. We can do this. We can do this. We we just need not to, if you want to keep the episodes no, under an hour. No, we're, we we're wasted almost fifteen minutes. We did fifty nine minutes on the word. I get bond that. Servant. I get that. But we can we can kind of you know make, we're going to try to do the most we can out of the hour, and but we're going to push a little harder and and see if we cannot at least make it close. I know how it, we can do it. How get some get some shock callers off of Amazon. And you know, I'll have yours. No, and this you sounds have mine. like a really bad idea. I have yours and you have mine. And when we start chasing rabbits, somebody gets zapped. No, no. Bring no. us back in. But hey. I don't feel that's a very good idea at all. I think that's fantastic. Um, if nothing else, people would listen. So, no, I think we can at least be into the teens at that point of chapter. How long have we been doing this? I get it over a little no, over a year. A little over a year. And what chapter are we on? I mean, we're almost to five. What chapter are we almost? <laughs> Let's. I I appreciate your lofty goals and no, aspirations, but, no, but and I, I support you, know, you I just, and I will say this: <laughs> may the odds ever be in your favor. You're part of this. You said this earlier. You're the part that doesn't do anything. I mean, you know, I'm here for support. Support. I mean, I feel like I'm a rafter. I'm just supporting. <laughs> you just support. All right, thank you. I love you, dude. I love you. You're a liar. <laughs> So, you said uh, that with a certain sneer on your face. I said I that while it. trying to bypass the situation we're right. in. Um, the one that you just dug us into? I didn't. Somebody's going to, you know, somebody's going to hold our feet to the fire fine. on that. When we're in like that. chapter eight next Christmas, somebody's going, oh, I thought you were going to be done by last year. And then we can just be like, oh, you're going to you're gonna stop what God's doing in it? <laughs> yeah, I, I just look up and say, you shut your dirty mouth. You shut it. Shut. You shut it now. You get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Quencheth not the Holy Spirit. Yep. All right, let's go. All right, so um, so I'm gonna pray us in, and somebody then needs to. I'm gonna pray us in, and then we'll get started. Um, so let's go to Lord in prayer. God, just thank you so much for today, for the blessings, the opportunities we get, just to glorify your kingdom. Um, thank you for placing people in our path. Um, circumstances and situations in our path for us to be bold in our faith in you. Uh, we thank you for the podcast. We thank you for this platform that our ministry gets to uh, be a part of. Uh, we thank you, we thank you that we get the opportunity that we can glorify you through this podcast as well. God, we pray for everybody that listens, everybody that's just involved with Thrive, and everybody that we promote ministry wise. That they look to you in, in in the ups and downs in every situation that they're part of their ministry, whether if it's a, a, a bad time or a good time, a slow time or a fast time. We just pray that they look to you at all those situations and circumstances. God, we pray for tonight. We pray for what we say is through you, with you, and of you, and that you would just utilize us to glorify you and um, you know pierce somebody's heart if someone doesn't know you and hopefully educate and, and just help somebody learn and, and know the scriptures just a little bit better. God, we thank you. For each and everything that you've done, you are doing, and that you will do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So here we go. Verse 13 through 15 we'll read in chapter 4. We're burning it up. Burning it up. Here we go. 
It says in verse 13, it says, For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be who are to be heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. Set my Bible off to the side. Oh. Um <clears throat> so we we see where the law has kind of been kind of pushed off, the old testament kind of law. Right? Well, I think they're in the midst of trying to to get people to understand that that no longer applies. So we're talking to if you were if you were sitting here, Paul's talking, you know, there's a lot of still the religious sect of, you know, your Sadducees, Pharisees and all that. And they're probably still pushing the law, pushing the sacrifices, pushing the temple things. Um, you know, and how many of us, well, let's put it this way, because I was thinking about law, living of the law. How many of us live the laws that we that are set in place right now in our counties, in our states, and in our nation? This is the part where I'm gonna leave the room. No, but does every because, does everybody no. does everybody keep the law 100? percent No, correct. No. So no. everybody doesn't keep the law. No, but you know they do the same thing with that. Is they do their their sin life. Mm-hmm. They like to categorize it. Well, you know, I was just going five over. You know, yeah. was it speed limit? You know, oh, you know, it, it doesn't hurt. I just threw a gum wrapper out the window. You know, it, you categorize it. Oh, well, I ain't killed anybody, or I don't cheat on my wife, or, you know, I don't <laughs> steal. You know, it's, I just told a lie to my buddy. It, it wasn't that big a deal. You know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we, we take, you know, we take, we want to categorize everything. Absolutely. Yeah. That's where I was, that's everything. where I was trying to go we with wanna, it. We want to, we want to have a file cabinet for everything in our life in order of least to greatest mm-hmm. uh, especially when when you talk about church going folk they really really and i say they like me too when we, we want to categorize our sin in uh worst to first you know there you you don't want to look at sin as sin and it's all equally ugly in the eyes of the lord you want to look at uh, my sin is not as bad as my brother's sin or my buddy's sin. Yeah. My sin's not as bad as oh, uh, uh, Joe sitting on a better than you pew in the front of the church. You know, my sin's not as bad as their sin because I don't do this and I do do that. So you know, yeah, it's 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 human nature, but it's vile in the eyes of God. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, the scripture. If you really want to get right down to it, it says that all of our works are as of filthy rags and that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Um, it doesn't mention by what means. Um, it just mentions that all, that word all, everything encompassing. When it comes to people who are descendants of Adam and Eve, yeah, we stank. Well, you know, it says, you know, it says in verse 13, you know, I had to grab another Bible because I'm in two different areas. It's not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would in, he would be heir of the world, but through righteousness that comes by faith. Who's the offspring of Abraham? Well, everybody. Everybody. That's to all believers. You know, I mean, so every true believer is an heir to this promise, of the promise. If a man believes he receives the most glorious promise, he will inherit the world. Well, this is one of those verses that one of these portions of scripture that is really thick. Yeah. I mean, it's really, you gotta, when you, the first two times I read it, I'm like, what, what is he talking about here? So I had to slow down and reread it a half a dozen times and consult some commentaries before it finally, the light clicked in my head. And what you're basically talking about here is faith versus works. 
Yeah, and if you look at Galatians, blah, where are you at? 329 says, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Mm-hmm. Um, God does not give the promise through the law, but through righteousness of faith. Right. Um, and that all comes back to the sacrifice that was made. Yeah. That righteousness would be impossible without yeah. the sacrifice. A man will not receive an inheritance in the new world because he tried to keep the law, did some great works, lived by good deeds, was baptized and joined the church, or was moral and very religious. <clears throat> it is because he believes in and he is he believes, you know, Jesus Christ came down. Romans nine, I mean ten, nine and ten. Christ came, died, rose three days later, right? Yeah. But, you know, when you talk about the, from a looking at it from a religious aspect, some of the most vile people in mankind's history categorize themselves as religious. Absolutely. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. There's nothing that ruins a great God moment like religion. <laughs> religion yeah. stinks. Yeah. Religion absolutely stinks. People need to stop relying so heavily on religion and start allowing Christ to work in your life. And it will change things. When you start leaning on the faith that Paul's talking about here and stop worrying about what you've done, because, you know, what what you do, sure, the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. But who's to say that the work that I'm doing is any more or less important than the work that the pastor is doing. Yeah. In the eyes of God, he expects us all to produce fruit. I like this in verse 14 and 15 through this commentary that I, that I go through. And it said, the promises of of the inheritance does not come through the law. Three facts about the law shows this. Number one, the law voids faith. It erases any hope of ever receiving the promise the reason can be simply stated, law demands perfection. Law insists that it be obeyed. Law cries out, violate and break me, and you become guilty and condemned and are to be punished. No man can live perfectly, right, perfectly righteous before God. No man can keep from coming short and breaking the law of God at, at some point. Therefore, every man is a lawbreaker, imperfect and short of God's glory, and is to be condemned and punished. If the promise of God's inheritance is by law, then no man shall inherit the promise, for the promise is given only to the righteous, and no man is perfectly righteous. This, of course, means something. If the promise is by law, then no man has hope of ever receiving the promise, for he does not and cannot keep the law. The law erases the promise and makes it of no effect or no val- or value whatsoever. If the promise of God's inheritance is by law, then faith is voided and absolutely nothing to do with with securing the promise. A man would have to keep his mind and eyes and most of most tragic of all, his heart upon the law, for it would be the law that would determine whether or not the man received the promise. Faith would not be entering the picture. It would be voided, irrelevant, and have nothing to do with receiving the promise. And then this point, it says this point is often overlooked. If the promise of God's inheritance comes by the law, then receiving the promise would have nothing to do with faith, would have nothing to do with faith, nothing to do with trusting the love of God, learning and knowing the love of God, focusing one's mind and thoughts upon God, and knowing God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If God accepted us and gave us the promise of inheritance because we kept the law, then we would have to focus our lives upon the law. Believing and loving God and knowing God's Son would have nothing to do with our salvation. The law would force us to seek God by keeping the law. Faith would have nothing to do with the promise. Well, yeah, the law, the fruits of the law is God's wrath because nobody could keep the law. Nobody. If you just focused on the Ten Commandments, and there were a whole lot more than that, if you just focused on them, you couldn't do it. If you had to do it faithfully every day or face wrath and execution, you wouldn't do it. But the fruits of faith is righteousness and redemption. 
Yeah, so I like 2 Corinthians 10.5 where it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Well, there's that key word is obedience. 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 We're to be we're to be obedient to Christ, and and, and recognize the sacrifice that He made and what it took to fulfill that law, rather than to focus on six hundred and how many. Yeah, that was a lot. Levitical laws that lot, were instituted, yeah. and then you know, those didn't even apply to us. Yep, we were Gentiles. We were left out in the cold. We yep. were we were done. I mean, we were born done. You know, I mean, if you think about it, you know, how much of the church, if the law is is still, you know, if you're living legalistically, you know, in if you're living a legalistically thought process in religion, how many laws are broken in the church today? Oh, golly. I mean, just in our church alone. It's gross. It's probably broke when you get the parking wrong. Yeah. So. Well. Again, you know, we, we all, you you can't let your own family traditions creep inside your faith because one will overshadow the other. Well, you know, what what usually gets me is that we've always done it this way in mm, a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, that, that, okay, that, as long as you're, not doctrinal, doctrinally and theologically or, you know, blaspheming the Scripture, you know, times will change and things Absolutely. will change in the church. I mean, I remember, let's see, we can all probably go back at one point when the guitar was considered sacrilege. It was considered Satan coming in the church. How about we can go far enough back to probably consider the piano mm-hmm. being that way? Or, I'm sorry, singing whatever what we call a hymn um you know you know one of the things that one of the things that the reason you look back and we can go back to martin luther in the 95 theses you know one of the reasons he he wanted to break away from the catholic church let's hear it because they didn't want them they didn't want anybody to have a bible that's right or to want to know the bible well, that was you that want them to live by law. Control. You want them to live by the law, but guess what? We they didn't even have the law to look at and read at. But they what they didn't know is that the law was broke on the cross. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, and that's one thing. Luther's like, hey, we can think on our own. We can read on our own. What? But without going off on a rabbit trail, can you really say? Could you really say with all confidence that the Catholic Church didn't know that? They absolutely knew it. They did it. That was that was control. It was the but only you, church available at that point. But you see that still and we're in not, church today. And I'll put myself in the spotlight. I'll point fingers at me. Um, one of my legalistic traditions is it burns me up to see people wear a hat during church mm. inside the sanctuary. I pull mine off when I walk in the door. I have trouble even in the Awana's room at our church wearing my hat in there. And it's like a playroom now. But <laughs> Just the it thought is. in my mind that that was once the sanctuary, I feel awkward wearing my hat. Now, does there is there anything in the scripture that I can point to that says that I shouldn't wear a hat inside the sanctuary? Yeah. Not a thing. Because when you get right down to it, if I feel uncomfortable wearing a hat in the sanctuary, I should feel uncomfortable wearing a hat anywhere because the Bible tells us I mean, that the canopy of heaven is God's cathedral. Well, I mean, what? So, not long ago, probably what? Probably 40, 50 years ago. I'm not, if you I'm not that old. If you didn't wear a suit. Oh, yeah. You're an outcast. You're out. And there's still a lot of churches that are that way. Yeah, but, you know, if someone were to walk in with holy pants and look like they're, they're, they're homeless. You kick them out. Oh yeah! I tell you what, a lot of that legalism right there is a reason a lot of people don't want to come back and be mm, saved. Absolutely, you've crushed their salvation. Absolutely, because they want nothing to do with what they thought was going to be their Jesus moment. And guess what they found? They found Karen sitting in there, right. griping and complaining that hey, he uses head and shoulders and doesn't use my Pantene Pro V. You know, it's it's. I'm it, looking at you, man. I have a hard time believing you. You too, one. buddy. You too, buddy. <laughs> You better watch what you say. 
I have these long flowing locks hanging under my Look, chin. I save a lot of money with three and one. Same. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, and I'm not saying that if you have, you know, these kind of views, that that's a bad thing. Because the Bible tells us, Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But don't interject that on somebody but, else. But if if you were so if you were more and if you were more focused and concerned on learning and, and growing and being devoted to God than being a, a turd, and I just said it, I'm sorry, and being that way, I, you would be just so much better of a Christian. You would be so much better. Your your relationship would be so much deeper and better with with Christ. Humanly speaking, which is it easier to do? Oh, it's always easier to complain. It's yeah. always easier easier to point fingers and 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 beat and beat people down. And you can you can you can test it. You can do you can do a social experiment. Get into a group of people at, at your job, and just intentionally come in one day and observe everyone in a good mood and start griping. Well, you know, watch how quick people start griping. Here, but then when you come in and they're in a bad mood, start trying to inject positivity and see which one catches on more. Here's what here's one thing that I always disagree with, and 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 we're all guilty of it. We have to stop beating down a ministry because it doesn't sit where you want it to. If you okay. feel that it doesn't sit in a position of where you want it to, then step up and become a leader in that ministry. Right. You know, it, it, it it's such a complaint game. Well, I would have done it this way. Well, you're not leading yeah. it. Why didn't you? This ain't your parade. Yeah, why didn't you? This is for Jesus. That's right. You know, if it's being led the wrong way, like if there's embezzling money and money laundering, okay, I get it. If you're selling drugs out the back of the church, I get it. Especially if I'm not getting my cut. Absolutely. No, I'm just going <laughs> to watch it, Luke. We're going to get kicked off the air. Um, they can't kick us off. We untouchable. I don't know about all that, but no, that's the thing though. We, we, we want to sit there and we want to complain because we think we know some unwritten law and you know, or we just make some trash up on the fly, you know, but we cloud our faith. Mm -hmm. We cloud ourselves and become really a detasteful, a, a detestable human being because we're so ticked off and irritable because our opinions need to be heard. Well, you don't just cloud your faith. You kick it out the door. Mm -hmm. You don't even invite it into the conversation. It's no longer a part of the show. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and I would venture to say that you or I don't know anybody that can't say that they're not guilty of doing Absolutely. that. We're all guilty of that. I mean, you know, when you... If you're, do if you're dove into a church, if you're in head over heels into a church and you're plugged in you are guilty of it because you've probably said something where, I mean, had to have. Well, people don't realize that when they say things that, let's just be honest, if every word out of your mouth isn't dripping with scriptural backing, yeah, it's theologically incorrect. All right. So, yeah. No, you're right. All right. So we're going to do something. Here we go. You ready, Luke? New verse. I mean, we're going to go 16 through 24. What? No, 25. What? Yeah, we're going to go through the rest of chapter four. Oh, man. You need to be in the zoo. You're a cheetah. <laughs> I told you. I didn't even study them. Hey, oh, this hey, no, 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 no. Yep. no. No, this is where it's going to get fun. Luke, Luke, I don't have notes on that yet. Oh, yeah, it's going to get great. Here we go. There's going to be a lot of ums and ahs <laughs> in this. So it says in verse 16, that is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring not only to the inherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the, of the God in, in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Verse 18, in hope he believed against in hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told so shall your offspring be verse 19 he did not weaken in faith when he when he considered his own body which was a good was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old or when he considered the barrenness of sarah's womb no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. 
This is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Verse 23, but the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours. It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. To have faith like Abraham. I was trying not to sneeze there. Sorry about that. To have faith like Abraham is extremely difficult. I couldn't do it. Because you got to see, even even Sarah didn't have faith. She laughed. She didn't believe it. Right? She laughed all the way to the maternity ward. Absolutely. Um, no, to have the to have the um, yeah, you're cheating now. You're no, I'm not. I'm books. not cheating because I I do. I, I, you know, there's there's some there's some stuff to uh, cheater. Oh my goodness! No, so sitting over here beside all your books. <laughs> Shut up, Luke. So okay, what is? So let me ask you this. It's probably, it's a simple question, but it could probably get deep with you. What is Abraham? What is faith like Abraham? Look like in today's to you, no, to you, to me, faith yeah. like Abraham. <clears throat> Blind obedience, non questioning, yes, Lord, obedience. It would be, oh. it would be like instead of when I knew as a very young man that God had called me for something greater than what I was doing, called me into the ministry. I was not obedient. As a matter of fact, I turned completely away and ran the other direction. I was the opposite of everything that obedience like Abraham had. Faith like I was the opposite. That It would have been that. It would have been if right then I would have said, yes, Lord, here am I. Send me. What do you want me to do? Um, I'm willing to forsake everything that I have going for me or against me in this walk of life and follow you. That would be it for me. You know, and faith, though, is also patience. It's, it's, the, it's the fruits of the, it's the fruit of the Spirit. You know, if, as we grow in faith, these grow too, right? Yeah. But Abraham showed patience. You know, he had his screw-up moments. You know, he lied down the road to the, what, Chaldeans or whatever. Yeah, he was scared. He was scared. But, you know, when you're sitting there told, oh, you're going to have a son. Man, I'm 100 years old. I'm 100. You know, but then. I know how I felt at 45. <laughs> but let's take this, though. All these years of waiting patiently, he gets his son, right? And then you won't go kill him. And then he's told, take him up to the mountain, sacrifice him. Yeah. And the faith, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't say Abraham wavered. Every every man every man that we look at in the Bible that has an encounter with God almost has an argument moment with God. Mm-hmm. Jacob wrestled with him. Um, Job, Job, um, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all these different things. Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> I think, at one point he pretty much told God, "I'm done with you." Whoa! But you have all these different men doing this. It never said Abraham wavered. It never states he wavered. No, he didn't bat an eye. Didn't bat an eye. You know, even even Peter sitting there looking at the Messiah, seeing all the signs and wonders, was told, "Yeah, you're going you're going to you're going to backslide and you're going to deny me." No. Not just once. No. But three times. Yeah, and then he threw cuss words at the people saying, "Hey, aren't you the guy that was with Jesus, you know, at the campfire?" No. So Abraham didn't waver. Yeah, sure, God, I'll take my son up there and sacrifice him. Are you kidding me? No wonder it was counted to him as righteousness. I mean, I couldn't do it. No, man, that's to that is insane. And and what we have to understand is Abraham is the same as us. Yeah, absolutely. He he lived after the fall. He had the same thoughts we have. He had the same um, guilty pleasures as we had. The same sinful nature that 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 we have. Abraham has. We have it easier than Abraham had it. Yeah, we have grace. Absolutely, we have mercy. Yeah, we have redemption. We have forgiveness. So I mean, we to, don't have to worry about God telling us to go take a blade to our kid. Yeah, and and 
you think Abraham, I mean, he's sitting there going, oh, yeah, you're going to be the father of many nations. What? Nations? It's like it took me 100 years to be a father to this kid. Yeah, nations. going to be nations? What are we doing? So how can we, how can we become more faithful? What, what, what is, what is some, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to call them pra- practice that well, we can you, do. You really do though. I mean, it really well, is. What, what, what's the practice tactics you have that we to, can do? You, you have to make faith a habit. You have to do things habitually that require faith. Um, you know, just when you find yourself in an odd situation, you have to intentionally trust God that's gonna He's gonna get you out of it. Exactly. Versus so, versus trying to figure it out yourself. So you put it in several scenarios. That that's perfect. And you, you kind of led the way I kinda wanted to go. You know, we are as much as we ha- we don't ever want to admit it or we hate to admit it, some of us, we are creatures of habit. We need some daily habit or some daily structure. Um, it just, it's the way we're, it's the way we're built. So for an alcoholic, you pass by the bar, you know, you've got that temptation pulling you, but if you solely trust and put your faith in God, God will protect you. God will help you not turn to that. Well, if you want to talk about just the creatures of habit thing, um, well, I, it, that, it started that, in that, the garden. That, that, it, well, I mean, that, started, that was scratching the surface. Yeah, it of just started a in the garden of Eden. Deal. Yeah, God was a he. He had habits with Adam. Yeah, it said in the Bible that in the cool of the eve he would come and absolutely walk with Adam. Yeah, every day. Yeah, every day and talk with Adam. Every that was a habit. Mm-hmm. That was that was you know when you may say, well, I'm not. I, you know, I'm not. I don't have any habits like that. Well, you drive to work. You leave your house for work at the same time every day. You drive to work with the same bunch of idiots every day on the road. You know them. They know you. If you're 30 minutes late, if you're 15 minutes late, one way or the other, 15 minutes early, your habit's thrown off because you're not driving with the same group of people. I, so I'll be, habits are everywhere. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be bold in my prediction on this one. If you were to sit there and really analyze how you go through your day, if you were to analyze an entire week of how you got up, got dressed, went to work, did your work, same, came home, and same did, job. you would be amazed. You would just stuff. There's little bitty things that you would that, that you do every day at the same time that you have no idea you're doing. Don't even think about it. Not even no, just Second doesn't nature. even register yeah. subconsciously. You're on autopilot. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely on autopilot. But when we challenge ourselves to, hey, I can I got a 30 minute break from work. I I can go sit in the break room and you know I can gossip. Put some more purple in your life. Yeah. Well, I can gossip. I can talk about old Nancy down at the end of the cubicle run. I, you know, that I'm just saying, I don't know if anybody knows Nancy. You know, I can talk about, you know, the party that I went to and, and, and the, the people I slept with. I didn't get invited. Well, I didn't either, but I can scroll Facebook. I can, you know, go outside and, you know, smoke a cigarette or whatever. Or, as Luke just stated, you can put more purple in your life. You can add that time to add, spend with God. Add that royalty back into your life. Whether if it's through prayer, whether if it's through Scripture, both would be nice. Meditation over the Scripture. It was funny this morning when uh, it was pouring down rain. Uh, I was driving from one job site to the next, and I took a back road. I was like, man, I'm not doing Interstate and 280 today. <laughs> that ain't happening. Um and what did I tell you when I got his phone? Hey, buddy, I'm about to go out of service. And the first thing that Luke said was prayer time. Prayer time. That's <laughs> so, right. I mean, and that's, you know, the, the the road I drove is a road that makes you concentrate on the road, but it, it is just a peaceful it's a road. road. That man. that drive over the mountains is awesome. Oh, man. So, you know, that's the thing, but it, it's that habit. I, I, I haven't been down that. I haven't been over those mountains. That was probably more out of the way than what I needed to. But I have not been over those mountains in a while. Oh, yeah. It's 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 purposely taking yourself out. It's intentionally right. intentionally taking yourself out of your comfort zone and placing yourself into a into a weird state where you have to be uncomfortable. Well, it, it's 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 a it's humbling yourself. Mm. And the Bible says that you know if we humble ourselves on the side of the Lord, He'll lift us up. Yeah. And when you when you put these uh, habits of faith around you, your faith is going to increase because 
you're going to see more and more. God's going to reveal himself more and more in your life the more you surround yourself with him. Yeah. You know, it would be easy for God to thrust himself upon us, but that's what's known as slavery. Mm. Um, but he wants us to choose him over the world. But, you know, most of the time we choose things of the world over God because it's more convenient. And I don't understand that. It, even me, you know, I, I sit around home most days during the winter, especially, and I will sit in complete silence, not not watching TV, um, you know, not reading my Bible. And I have no reason to not read my Bible. Now, I do spend time studying. I, I spend my quiet time in the morning studying. But, you know, I'll give it 30 minutes, an hour, you know, on a heavy day, two hours, and then spend the next eight hours doing nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing. What was that? Did somebody just... I have no idea what that was. Did somebody did somebody but, abandon a small child outside the but, door? But no, I, you're right. No, you know, you know, you spend time alone, and 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 I know this because we talk a good amount. And I'll call him. I'll call Luke and be like, "Hey, what are you doing? I'm just sitting here. You watch TV? No, just sitting there. Just sitting." <laughs> All right. So last thing I kind of want to cover in this section is I like this verse twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone. Wasn't written just for Abraham. No, we inherited that. But for ours also, it'll be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses, for our sins, and raised for our justification. Raised so we can be justified when we make that belief. Well, that's the gospel. That's the gospel right that's the, there. That's the promise of the Lord right there. That's another way to put the gospel. You know, I'd never, I'd never considered that until we just read it. That you know that that's yet another presentation of the gospel. You know, um, the, you know, Paul didn't say that there was a special prayer that you had to pray. Paul didn't say that uh, you know if you come to church and get cleaned up. If, if you know, he, he just said no. You know, if you believe on the one who died and rose again on the third day that Abraham's righteousness would be counted to you. And, uh, you know, it, it really doesn't matter how far gone you are. It doesn't matter if you've never had a true Holy Spirit encounter. It doesn't matter. You can have one today. If you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you and talking to you, today's the day to utter the words in your heart. Yes, Lord, I, here am I, send me. Mm. You know, I, I want to be. I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of your family, and I want to share in Abraham's righteousness. Um, if you know, if you are, if you're already a Christian and you've drifted, you've drifted away. You know, you don't have enough faith in your life. Man, there's no better time than right now to come home. You know, come on home. You know, just picture yourself as the prodigal son, and the father is standing there waiting with arms open wide. The sacrifice has already been made. All it's up to you to do is come and claim the reward. Come and come and let God clothe you in a robe of his righteousness. And, you know, your name is already in the Lamb's book of life. It's already there. You have no excuse. Yeah. Um, everything that we do in our everyday lives, there's nothing difficult about living a godly life. Mm. But yet we run from it. Uh, for you know everybody's got their own reasons of why they run from it you can say oh you know i was church hurt or you know the people that i'm around that i work with they just they don't go for that kind of thing you know that's my favorite one right there is the people that i'm around they just they they don't go for that well, okay we'll change them change them be the example that they need plant the seeds that you're commanded to plant and somebody else will come along behind it and tend it and nurture it because the harvest isn't yours. The harvest the harvest is the Lord's. But you are commanded to plant seeds. We're all gardeners, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. And we have to also till and tend ourselves and examine the fruit that we're producing. The low-hanging fruit, is it sour fruit or is it good fruit? Is it non-nourishing fruit? Or is it the you know, is it full of the, the bread of life? 
Uh, what kind of fruit are we producing? Are you producing fruit at all? Mm. Because you need to consider that because Jesus said very specifically in the parable of the vineyard, what would happen to those trees that don't produce good fruit and those vines that don't produce fruit said that he will take an ax and he will cut them down and throw them into the fire. Yep. Do you want to be cut down and thrown into the fire? Cause I do not. Nope. I do not. So, you know, as we've said many, many times, there's no special prayers. There's no special words in the Bible. The Bible specifically says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he came to this earth of a virgin, lived as a man, died on a cross, and God raised him up on the third day, that you will be saved. If you believe all those things in your heart, before it comes out of your mouth, just know that your redemption is sealed. So, you know, we just, our prayer is that something that we say, something that we talk about, stirs something inside of you that wants to either bring you to Christ or draw you closer to Christ. Because, you know, all the joking aside that we do, um, the joking that, that Andy and I do, it's it's just that. You know, it's, it's just jokes. But when it comes to this stuff, we're very serious about it. Because this is a very serious time in the world that we live in. If you look at the things going on around you, it's horrific. Demonic spirits are running wild. Um it's just there's evil is just absolutely everywhere, and we are witnessing biblical prophecy being fulfilled at a rate in which it's never been fulfilled before. So, you know, my hope is, is that I get to see Jesus come back with my own two eyes. If I get called up out of the grave, that's fine too, but I, there's nothing I'd love right now than to watch that eastern sky break open and Andy and I will be out of here. Hmm. And everybody that's listening to this podcast – Meeting us there, too, talking about, hey, did y'all ever get to an episode 41? Yeah, we were talking about it when Jesus came back. So, you know, let today be the day. That That's that's the bottom line on that is let today be the day that you become the light and run off the darkness in your life. So I am going to pray us out, and then we'll have a – Andy's got a few things I'm sure that we'll talk about before we close. I also have one thing that I want to mention before we close, but – I'm going to pray us out first. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just we just thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the rain that we've had today. Father, just the slow and steady, beneficial rain. I thank you for sheltering us that we haven't had any severe weather this go around. Father, just uh, what a magnificent day to to worship you. I thank you for the, the conversations that I had with my father-in-law today. Um I thank you for the conversations that Andy and I had today, and I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for what we do here. I thank you for Andy's commitment to it. I thank you for his family's understanding of his time away. Uh, Father, I pray that you just bless them and all that uh, in, in just every aspect of our, our walk with you and towards you and for you, Father. I just pray that we're just drawn closer. I pray for our listeners that the words that were spoken here today Father, they just pierce their hearts, uh, that you've gone ahead and you've prepared ears because your word says, he who has ears, let him hear. Father, I pray that those are listening, I pray that their ears are open and that they do hear. They hear the message and that if every person that's listening to this is already saved and knows you, Father, that's fantastic. But I pray that they take this message out into the world that they don't sit on it like an egg waiting for it to hatch, Father, but that they realize that this message is a message that has to be told. It has to be told over and over again, Father, because I know that I'm a product of someone who thought that they were saved but wasn't, Father. I thank you for Brother David Thomas sharing the gospel with me, someone who we thought he thought that I was saved. I thought that I was saved. Father, it just goes to show that you never know. You never know when the Holy Spirit is going to draw someone, we never know when the Holy Spirit is going to command someone that now be the time. So, Father, again, I just uh, I pray encouragement. I pray boldness over each one of our listeners. I pray the same thing over our circle of friends and our family, Father. And we just thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to do this, Father, because we know it is a tremendous opportunity. You don't give everyone the opportunity and the words that you give us, Father, and we're just we're grateful for it. Father, just thank you so much. 
Thank you for the sacrifice that you made. I thank you for the Easter service that we just had at our church, Father, for the, the hundreds of people that were there, uh, the ones that normally don't come. Father, we just we pray that some of the words that Pastor Derek spoke, Father, spoke directly to their heart. And that, you know, there, there were those there that never come to church on any other day. Father, I pray that if they don't come back to our church, Father, I don't care where they go as long as they're going and getting fed your word. Father, I just I thank you for them, and I pray over each one of them. All these things we ask in your son's only name. Amen. Amen. Um, do you want to do it? You're good. I got to look mine up right quick. Um, so, guys, once again, we are a ministry. So um, what Luke and I do is we do this podcast because you're listening to it. But also, if you are a part of a church um, that does not have a men's ministry or ha- even has a men's ministry, um, and you're just looking to kind of build a gathering with your men um, and need a speaker, we would love to come and speak for you. Um, we work out deals, work out whatever, you know, you know, the logistics, you know, if you contact. But also, if you don't have a men's ministry and, you know, are feeling the call to, to create one, go to your leadership or your church, um, make that step. Uh, if God's pulling you and calling you in that direction. And, you know, what we do at Thrive is we want to take those instances to, to, you know, if you call us or get in touch with us, we want to come sit down. We want to speak to your men, you know, in, in your first event, have a gathering, your first event. We want to speak to them, but we also want to sit down with you and help you develop, um, help you kind of engage your men uh, develop a curriculum, you know, kind of put two and, you know, add the math together and make sure we're getting the right equations. But also we want to promote you. We want to encourage you. We want to pray for you. And we just want to be, um, you know, we want to be a, you know, we want to help the process in getting men set up into their role that they're spiritually supposed to be in. Um, but if you have a men's ministry, we definitely still want to sit down and just hang out, um, listen to your concerns where, you know, we're stu- we're, we are students of men's ministry. That's kind of what I kind of would describe us. We study men's ministry. We look at it from all different angles. We talk about it constantly. Um, this is a strong pull in our hearts. And so what we want to do and what we've been called to do is just encourage, promote, um, engage, and um, just ultimately just try to put in place and, and pursue men to the leadership role they're supposed to be in. Um, so if you want to get a hold of us, you want us to speak, or you want us to come just kind of help with some just strategy kind of d- discussions, um, you can go to www.thethriveministry.com. Go through the webpage, kind of look at it. Uh, you can contact us through there, or you can just send me an email at andy at thethriveministry.com or Luke at thethriveministry.com. You know, so far you're the only one that's emailed me other than my wife. Your wife emailed you? She just emailed me my sermon notes. Oh, okay. So well, I have them. Well, you know, email somebody email Luke. Good <laughs> gracious. My goodness. This ain't the first time he said that. He's pitying. Hurts my feelings. All right, what you got? All right, our bro, Michael Harrell with uh, Surrender Outdoors. Uh-oh. This is hot off the presses. I just I came across this today. Um, if you are in the central Oklahoma area, Michael is uh, with Surrender Outdoors. Look him up on Facebook. That is Surrender Outdoors. Um, he was on our podcast here a while back. He is having the first annual EBC Mead Bass Fishing Tournament and Fish Fry on uh, Saturday, April 29th, of course, of this year. No entry fee. Um it says there's some rules here, and then they've got a lot of prizes. Um, they're going to feed you some fish, and uh, Mike's going to be up there. He's going to give his testimony. And I'm telling you, man, if y'all haven't heard Mike's testimony, you are missing out. Yep. We heard just a fraction of it, and it still got me thinking. I mean, you know, you talk about God bringing somebody back from the brink and putting people exactly where they need to be, when they need to be, and using someone's passion to get their attention, man, what a testimony Mike has. Uh, but yeah, if uh, if you're in that area or you know you like fishing and don't mind traveling, 
you know, look him up online there. It's uh, Surrender Outdoors. You can reach out to him, and he can give you all the skinny and the details and the exact wares. And Because I haven't even talked to Mike about this. I, this this came across my page uh, just a little right before I came over here. And, you know, he's been good to us, and he's one of our supporters and, and a friend of the friend of the podcast. So I figured the least I could do is give him a plug for our tens of listeners that may or may not be in the 20s, Oklahoma area. 20s, okay, 20s tw- listeners. You can make 20s out of 10s? Make 20s out of 10s. If 20s. somebody offered you a box full of $10 bills, would you say no? No. Okay, so you hush your face. Okay. We're at 20s. <laughs> I just looked. <laughs> All right, so guys, we, we definitely hope you have a great rest of the week, um, a blessed rest of the week, uh, and – don't hesitate. Reach out with comments, criticism, concerns, quips, whatever. I have a comment. What? If anybody's looking to buy some mud, I've got some for sale. Yeah, we, it rained a lot today. We've got that. plenty of mud. And just remember that dirt ain't nothing but See, mud I'm with the juice squeezed what, look, out. This, I, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to shut Am you I down. Am no, I wrong? No, I mean, we, because ultimately, you know, now I can. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> See, ultimately, I can shut you down right now because we're sounding out. Out of here. See? It's about time, ain't it? See ya. Guys, drive home.